Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It's Thursday, at least here where I am. It's sunny and beautiful. And I'm it's so sunny and beautiful. It's so sunny and beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you and with my best friend, Angela. We are the hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast. If you are unfamiliar with who we are outside of this podcast, then you really should go visit Angela's blog, ParisianFarmGirl.com. Check out her Old World Design Society. She's got all kinds of stuff going on there. If you haven't been to my blog before, visit the ElliotHomestead.com. Check out my cooking community, all kinds of stuff there. We started blogging like over 12, 13 years ago. Like it's been a long time now. Maybe even a little bit longer for you. And a half. So okay. I started almost 17 years ago. Which Isn't is that insane? Really creepy. But I do... Actually, you know, we've got some, I know some of you are listening. You're like diehard fangirls and you want more and more and more. You know, Shay and I came together to do this podcast because we had really not collaborated on anything creatively. Yeah. And so if you kind of want to see like where we're each coming from, yeah, like go just click around, click around the websites, go play, go watch Instagram, make sure you're following us individually on, on Instagram. Uh, what did I say? Go click on Instagram, watch the YouTube, click on Instagram, Golly. <laughs> do the thing, you know, the social do media the things. Thing. Yeah. Do those things. Do those things. Um, yeah. We say this a lot, but frankly, we get really tired of hearing our own voices and looking at our own stupid faces. So oh if it brings you joy, I'm happy for you. Um, <laughs> I just thank God every day. I don't have to edit my YouTube video because yeah. Wow. Yep. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we thought we'd talk some more sure. <laughs> since we're so Thursday. tired. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to have some fun today. We're going to go out into the gardens, out into the farms. So if you're unfamiliar with the story, Angela and I are both homesteaders for lack of a better word. We both have small little farms that we use to grow food and meat and dairy. And we have flower gardens and fruit trees and vegetable beds and all the beautiful things because we both find just such pleasure and joy in it. Yeah. And this is the time of year where you get to to sort of be like unashamed in your dreams. I said Mm -hmm. to Stu the other day, I said, Stu, like, this is my year. And he's like, honey, you say that every year. I'm like, but this is it. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. My bones. (laughs) Why not? Um, yeah. Why not? Every year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year, you know, a garden, gosh, a garden is alive. Even now under the soil, I, we were looking at photographs, my kids and I, I said, can you believe all of that's going on under the ground? Mm-hmm. Like it's not dead. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Under, it's just there and it's going to come out and it's alive. Like why shouldn't it be every year? It's going to get better. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't each year be your year? Yeah. You know, every oh, year totally. you learn a little bit more about livestock. God willing. No, honestly. <laughs> every year, you know, you could make a farm is a um, you know, for all the nonsense that you see online, the bucolic nonsense, a farm is really a messy, dirty place. And you fight really hard to keep it charming. You know? <laughs> Got enough going against you, I swear. Feed bags, rubber made tubs, bins, dumpsters. All this stuff that like you don't see on yeah. Victorian farm, <laughs> you know, that's everything so, looks more idyllic when there's no plastic. Like, oh, I'm gathering my eggs in a wooden basket. Like exactly. And then you start introducing just. But but also but also there's a lot of bonus that comes with that as well. Sure. So, sure. um, yeah. OK, so let's just jump in here for a second. I know we need to do the wine segment and all that, but. Okay. But this is so perfect to what you just said. So we lambed two weeks ago and long story short, I'll spare you the details. You can go watch our latest YouTube video if you want to like actually get the whole rundown, but we ended up with two bottle lambs and I was just truly praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, thank you for plastic for all that it all of its ugly, disgusting, ocean polluting bite, it does save things. And like, it's because of this little plastic bottle (laughs) and it's because of this little plastic nipple that I'm actually able to sustain these two lives. And Mm -hmm. now they're 
great. They lived, they got through that horrible period where we thought for sure they were going to die. And now they're Mm -hmm. out with the sheep, happy as clams in the pasture. And I just thought like, this is a great blessing too, you know? Right. Even if it's it's a feed bag wrapped around the tree (laughs) after a long winter, how many feed bags do you unfurl from the tree trunks? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to go do this. So we have a rock wall, like on the perimeter of the property. Not the one you see on my garden. Like I made that with some of those rocks, but this is one of the original orchard walls. And I don't know, like at what point in history did we decide we would just dump garbage in the woods? I mean, there's just so much garbage, like, and it's barbed wire wrapped around the trees. There's trees, barbed wire growing through the trees. Like they grew up around the barbed wire. I don't get it. So much garbage back there. Mm-hmm. And then some of it's ours that blows in the blizzards and everything. Um, last year we were cleaning up. This should, I should save this for the segue to the wine segment. <laughs> we, <laughs> well, we can do we the wine huge, segment whenever we want. Yeah, right. We charge we here. Had a huge laugh last year because we were just like, "Oh, this is awful! It's like white trash, and it wasn't our garbage. It was just terrible. Who would do this to a beautiful forest and a really charming? Why would you let a rock wall crumble? And you know, you you look back at how people treated things. And maybe today we're like longing for some sort of ideal. So we have more appreciation for it. I found within two minutes of each other, a tub, a faded old tub of frozen margarita mix. (laughs) And then just a few minutes later, I found one of these big glass, like bachelor party martini, like bachelorette party martini glasses, like just really, really huge, you know, in our rock pile. We laughed so hard. We're like, it's a party. Oh my! We're just out here. We're just making frozen margaritas behind a barn and just dumping our garbage. This Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't bury your garbage, people. Don't. No, they don't even bury it. And then around the corner, like, there's like a pile of mattresses. Thank you. That's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says a walk in the woods. Just keeping it classy. (laughs) How come you don't see that on Victorian farm? That's what I want to know. I don't think Elizabeth Bennett ever went for a stroll and encountered a stack of old mattresses. mattresses. Maybe she did. I don't know. They would have been charming tick, (laughs) so it doesn't matter. They would have decomposed quickly. They were just, you know, wool and straw tick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Kind of like that. Yeah, this is. um, So our snow is starting to melt here. We got that two and a half feet of million years ago, and it's been here ever since. So this is the first week that I've actually seen my gravel, any of my gravel or Mm. any of my soil since winter, since the end of November. So this is a, it really does feel like a treat. And there's just, I try not to be overly emotional about it, but it makes me feel very emotional, you know, like, and you start drawing these really deep parallels, maybe to things that you don't need to be drawing deep parallels to. (laughs) And everything just feels like spiritual and and heavy and like, oh, rich. Um, Redemption. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried to convey this on my um, YouTube video about the lambs, but it didn't come across. And Stu finally like stops recording and he's like, what are you trying to say? (laughs) Stop talking full stop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I was just really feeling it like mm-hmm. every year we get to go into the stage of our farm and our garden with hope, you yes. know, and then like with our lambs, we sort of had that hope like dashed, like, oh, no, 50% of our lambs are going to die or whatever. Yeah. And they didn't. So then I'm like, it's worth having hope. And, you know, we talked about all the times we'd failed as farmers, like how many chicks have you, have you, you know, nursed when their heads are all floppy and like, they're like this and you're like, come on, little chick, you can make it. And you you warm them up and you try Mm -hmm. to feed them and their necks are like, they just want to die. Chicks just want to die. And so Stu was, you know, just teasing me a little bit. Like how many chicks have you tried to nurse back to health and you carried them around in your bra to warm them up and come on, little guy, you can make it. And we used to raise meat rabbits and Mm. bunnies are brutal to their babies. They're like pigs. They're they're barbaric. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so he's like, how many little baby bunnies have you rescued and like tried to warm up on top of the espresso machine? And, you know, you do all these things, you plant all the vegetables and you're like, this is going to be the best garden ever. Mm -hmm. You, you always enter into all these things that you do. And if you don't have hope as a farmer or as a gardener, you're done. You wouldn't do any of it. Yeah. I think it's like the new year's resolution. Like just do it. Yeah. Go, do the thing because you're going to be so much more ahead of the game. Yeah. What are you going to go into gardening, farming, spring, lambing, calving and be like, well, I hope it works out this year. And it won't. That's it the won't. thing. It's like, yeah. we know that it won't. That's We know. Think about me. The struggle is that th- think about all the things that have gone wrong on our farms. Let's recount some. No, of them. How about the time you got headbutted by that ram and you had to shoot it? How about that time? Headbutted? Like he, yeah, he... <laughs> Yes, I you shot call him. No, I mean he had no. I thought you meant he had like a Highland head, but like he got me in the head. No, no, I got rammed by a ram, which is like really just standing in your driveway while the UPS man comes down it and just letting him hit you. It's yeah. a force you cannot fathom. Yeah, can't. It jarred. It's a sledgehammer. Thigh. It's a sledge. He hit me in the thigh, and it actually shook my jaw. Like my jaw hurt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I shot him. <laughs> yeah. We've both lost ewes. We've both lost lambs. Yeah. Um, I've lost a dairy cow. Oh, that was awful. I've had to butcher a dairy cow who couldn't get bread. Um, all the things. We've had dogs oh. get hit by car, chickens getting eaten by owls, oh eagles, chicks first bunnies, first rabbit. <laughs> He was taking a piano lesson and I found this rabbit like ripped in half in the backyard. And you know, he's yeah. little, like, this is a big deal. We're going to raise, we're going to have meat rabbits. This was, yeah, this was his rabbit. Yeah. yeah. So many. Owls and then, that destroy. Oh yeah. I mean, just <sighs> take the heads off. There was that time we had that owl take the heads off 35 of our 50 meat birds in one night, 35 chickens decapitated in one night by one owl. That's unbelievable. Coyotes. We've had elk come through and trample. We've had. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The elk mm-hmm. come through. They love the orchards in the wintertime. And we have oh, a little local yeah. herd that moves through. And Okay. And then, and that's not even the gardens, you guys. Right. <laughs> like, hail. Bulls. Bulls. Snails. Slugs. <laughs> Earwigs. Rabbits. <laughs> uh, what are those horrible ones on the zucchini? Squash bugs. Squash bore. Squash bugs. I have, I have taken. I have sprayed zucchini plants and i have literally taken um like surgical tape yeah and like wrapped it around the base the stalk of the plant to try to get it to like yeah stay yeah freaking squash bugs man i hate those things and then a couple years ago i brought um autumn clematis into the garden and with it came this magical new gray bug that just devours the whole thing in an afternoon Never seen it before. I had never seen um, flea beetle. Do you yeah. have flea beetle? I had never seen flea beetle, beetle before this garden. How no. did you find my radish and my arugula? I'm in the middle of a forest. What were you eating before mm. I planted the radish could, and arugula? Could you eat that again, please? Could you please eat that again? It's like mosquitoes. Whose blood were you sucking before <laughs> I came outside? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my very first garden, Stu and I had just got married. He built me a little raised bed in our rental house and I planted rash and I was so proud of myself. Like I'd found this piece of myself that had always been missing. I felt so (laughs) fulfilled and I felt like I'm stepping into who I was meant to be. And I harvested my first radish and I brought it inside so we could share it. And I cut it in half and put the salt out and I cut it and there was a huge grub inside. (laughs) Ew. And I was like, this is so symbolic. (laughs) All the rest of this is going to go. And yet we still do it. We still Mm. show up with guns ablazing. Like, would you rather do anything else in the whole world? No, no. But it's just so funny how much, how much of it. It's like this one area of life where you're just willing to just take a beating again and again you know, from seeds, they get like some fuzzy, weird mildew thing on them. And your friends are like, pour cinnamon on it. You know, like there's like all mm-hmm. the, all the weird things that even, even happen before you get anything outside. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Am I overwatering it? Am I underwatering it? 
I watered it from below. I didn't pour the water on top. Like, yeah, yeah. no, it's like, <laughs> it is like taking a beating and you're like, please, sir, I'll have some more, you know, yes. please, sir, I'll have some, some more. It. Yeah. I, Mark chickens have started to lay again now that they're getting more sunlight. And I went and I gathered up a dozen eggs the other day and I was so excited. I was like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. And now you get to like, look, you got a dozen eggs and that's enough to keep your family happy. And now you can take eggs off the grocery list. And then I was thinking about how much money we'd spent on feed over the winter when they weren't laying. And I'm like, so this is what, like $500 for this dozen eggs? Like, there's no economy in which this makes sense, right? Each egg, $45, right? <laughs> like, that is just, a good omelet. That is better be a good omelet. <laughs> better put some herbs on that. <laughs> It better be a good omelet. Um, I don't, I, it's hard to explain if you're not a gardener because when you do explain it, I mean, and I have a lot of friends who aren't gardeners and they're just like, that doesn't make sense. Do not yawn. She always does this on Thursdays. Oh, she always yawns on Thursdays. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, and they're like, this doesn't make sense. And, oh, I just don't have time for that. And I'd rather spend my Saturdays doing this or doing that. And I'm like, what you say is 100% true. <laughs> and so yet, true. like, and yet we're here and there's quite literally nowhere else you'd rather be. Mm-hmm. I just had somebody ask me, what are your summer plans? I was like, I'm going to garden my face off. I don't yeah. understand the question. What? That's all Does I'm going to do. Compute. I know. I've been telling the kids. I said. <laughs> I'm just, uh, we're just, just about to release the spring magazine and I've already started on the summer. I'm like, I'm going to get it done and I will see you reformation day. (laughs) I'll be outside. If you need me, I'll be outside. If you need me. Exactly. Oh, it's just, yeah, this year it's going to be the year you guys, I can tell. So, okay. What's going on on your farm right now? what you guys got going on? Uh, well, we're lambing too. So we, we had twins uh, a couple of weeks ago and one died. I don't know if it just died or somebody slept on it. It was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. And there's just always this stupid struggle in the barn. Cause you want to like pen people off. I, yeah. I'm not milking. I haven't milked my cow in a couple of weeks. I just have her with the calf because it's so bloody cold out. And yeah. I just don't, when it's, I can do the cold. My body can do the cold, my fingertips and my toes. Like that kind of scares me. They hurt for like over an hour when I get back inside. So I'm like, I don't need to prove anything by milking when it's minus four. Like I'm a modern girl. Okay. So anyways, but then now I want to go back to milking. And so separating the cow at night is such a struggle because our, of the way we're configured. I don't want her trampling the lambs. It's just right. a giant pain. Yeah. Uh, then we lambed again uh, yesterday and the mom, the you is, uh, she's not a good mother. <laughs> and so I brought them inside. So we're trying to do this boot room, still doing the boot room friends. Uh, but we're making lovely strides, got like wainscoting up like an antique salvaged one. And, uh, I said to Jewel, I said, you need to, to fashion some sort of a pen for these sheep because I had the, thankfully I had the milk replacer on hand like a grown up and um, you're going to have to fashion some sort of a pen. Cause now we have house sheep cause she just wouldn't every time they walk, yeah. she, she would just walk away from them. Um, so they actually did really good. So you were thanking the Lord for um, plastic bottle nipples. with a nipple. And I was thanking the Lord for a friend with a Turkey baster. <laughs> <laughs> I used a Turkey baster, which was great. The lambs actually did phenomenal. They were just, um, really aggressive. Uh-huh. So I actually put them back out this morning to see what would happen. Cause she was calling for them and she didn't walk away for the first time ever. Last year, she would walk away from them this year. She walked away and she stood there and they latched right on and got oh, to town. Fabulous. Such a relief. Cause mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun to have them in the house and junior had never, uh, had a house animal like that mm-hmm. before. So the other kids like 
at our other farm and stuff, we've, we've done that. We've like tried to save the goats and had the heating blanket and that whole like fun excitement of the little animal in the house or a couple of them in the house, but he had never experienced that. And he was, he went upstairs and got diapers. He's cutting a hole in the diaper for their tail. Like he was, it was hysterical. He was Mm -hmm. thrilled. Uh, Me like that novelty wore off really fast. So yeah. Yeah, it so is fun for a minute. <laughs> fun for a minute. So I'm really happy. You know, this morning when the first thing I didn't even get my coffee down and I'm like feeding them mm-hmm. before dawn, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy. They're back yes. Outside. Yeah. Animals belong outside. It's fun to have them inside for, for a little bit. And yeah. and when they're sick or when they really need you, like mm-hmm. there's some, it's like when your kid needs you, it's like there's something that rises you up in you yep. and it's like, oh, you yeah. don't even think about it. Right. You know, you just, you just do it. You don't eat. And that's like the chicken, the bra thing. Like Mm -hmm. you see a little chicken and it's like, you need to warm it up. You don't even think about it. I ran, Mm -hmm. we, um, had a little crippled lamb this year and we were driving down the driveway coming home from church when we saw this. And I found, I saw her flopping around in the snow and I was like, oh my gosh, this lamb is dying. I didn't even think about it. I just literally jumped out of the moving car in my church dress, in my church shoes, ran into the muddy, poopy sheep pasture, scooped mm-hmm. up this bloody, muddy, snowy lamb right up against my really nice. I don't even think about it. You just, right. you just do what needs to be done to help your, help your creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to because like they want to die. (laughs) They want to die so bad. It's like it's like bees. It's like seedlings. It's like livestock. They all just want to die. They're trying so hard to die. Yeah, Yeah. I I'll tell you something I'm struggling with. And I like we're going to pretend like I'm just talking to Angela here because I'm sure everybody has their opinion about this. But like I'm genuinely struggling with um sharing elements of our farm life with our audience because people who don't understand animals or don't understand how farms work, they get very confused and I don't blame them because they don't understand it. What I do blame them for is voicing an opinion about something that they genuinely don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And I find myself really, uh, like almost holding back from sharing things. Cause I'm like, y'all aren't going to understand this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I shared about our bees dying. And this is why I don't do Instagram messages because I just get very um, socially overwhelmed with them. But mm-hmm. I had like over 60 messages from this one Instagram story about why did your bees die? Or you should have tried this. And what is this normal? And this is, and this is just proof of this and da, da, da. And it just went on and on and on. I'm like, no bees die. Like in the wild bees die. Like bees are the wildest animal you could ever try to keep on your farm. You are not domesticating them. (laughs) Okay. Mm. They are wild, wild creatures. And it like, we didn't have a cold spell. They had plenty of food. Um, There wasn't any moisture going on. My guess is they probably lost their queen for one reason or another. And if the queen isn't laying new eggs then the hive will die out in about three weeks. So it happens. Like I'm not upset about it. It's a bummer, but it happens. Yeah. They are and not eternal. They are not eternal. Going to die anyways. Like the bees you're looking at today are not the bees you're looking yeah, at. They live from now. Exactly. <laughs> they live for a very short period yeah, of time. Yeah. And it's just difficult because people don't understand. And I guess part of our job is to help them understand. But the other part of me is just like, mm, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I feel what you're saying. I, I went through such grief when we got our cow. I, I mean, there's a reason you don't see my cow on social media because I can't handle it. I got, I received the worst messages from people. You know, I, a Jersey, their ribs show Mm -hmm. when all that production is going towards 80 pounds of milk a day, their ribs show. And I, I just received dressing down, dressings down. Mm -hmm. How would you say that about, you know, like this happened on your watch, you know, she probably didn't look like that when you got her. This is your fault. Like, you know, I, why don't you tell that to my Wisconsin Dairyland vet who was just here an hour ago and said she looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're here and you can see a snapshot or her from an angle or like, wow, it must be amazing to be such a bovine expert. 
through the screen. It just, it's too much. I mean, I, I, uh, my team Mm -hmm. is always asking me, give us more, um, pictures of the farm, videos of the farm, you know, let's work with that. And I just, Mm -hmm. if I do, I must be really feeling strong because the feedback, it's just, people love to see animals, but sadly with social media, there's just, um, too many professional opinions. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze drying world with a beautiful new freeze dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze dried food costs one third the cost of store bought, which means your freeze dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. It's winter. We're getting organized. We're getting clean. We are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens. Softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage. And you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash 
Azure Chic, build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen, from cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dried goods, fresh produce to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. And and it's difficult because we do what we feel is best in our situation based on our experiences, our expertise in certain things, um, our zoning, our weather. Mm-hmm. Like we take all of this into account. Right. And yeah, somebody can just really quickly throw a lashing out based on maybe how you keep your chickens or what breed that you have. And, you know, when I complained about my chickens, not laying eggs through the winter, I was complaining because I like to eat eggs and I like to have eggs, Yeah, you know, and got dressed up and down because like, okay, well, this is the natural cycle of the chicken. And maybe you shouldn't have them if you're not okay with, you know, just, just that kind of stuff. And it can be really tricky because there is like, I love this lifestyle so incredibly much. And I wish that people would, if they want to, I wish that they would live it. I wish that they would go start a garden. I wish that they would get just a chicken if they can, if that's what they want. You know, I wish mm-hmm. that they would deal with a dairy animal or have some sort of experience before they weighed in on how you were going about that in your home. You know what I mean? So does that make sense? It does. And it's just kind of like we talked about money. Like, let's just not make decisions for other people or pretend that we can look. I mean, I, I watch a lot of, I see a lot of, um, farmers online and even I drive by, I live in in a rural community. I don't drive by and assess what they're doing. I'm like, I'm assuming since you have crap tons of money invested into it, like I do, you're Mm -hmm. doing your best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want your animals to do, you want your animals to do well. The dairy cow thing is a real sticking point for people because I think they get used to seeing like Angus cows as they drive by on the freeway out in the field. That is a beef cow. A beef cow is genetically designed to make fat and muscle. A dairy cow is designed to make milk. These have, even this is how they've been bred for. Yeah. Even different breeds. I mean, I don't yeah. recall seeing ribs so on the Holsteins on the neighbor's farm. You know, I feel like it's the specific to Jersey, maybe even Guernsey. I don't know. I'm not going to try to be an expert because I just have a Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And my son's coming back and says she is well cared for. So, <laughs> um, yeah, every year. I think a few years or maybe it was when we first started the show, we started talking about gardening. We would like do our dirt dishing episodes. Yeah. And I just said like, this is my, this is going to be my best year as a gardener. What did I used to say about gardening? I'm going to be my very best gardener. Yes. That's what I say. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to be my very best gardener this year. As always. Yes. Always. I want to be my best farmer, you Mm -hmm. know, like I want to do all those things, you know, and I, I have to thank the podcast in that way. Cause it makes us focus on these things, right. Because, From making our bed it it foremost, to, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. From making the bed to working out, to budgeting, to, you know, accounting for things with the children, just the, the pot mm-hmm. heart posture, like all of it. I mean, the hope for the homemaker is that you grow in skill and you grow in all these kinds of things. And I think there's almost no play, better place to learn that lesson than in the garden because, um, you know, take your beating, get up the next day and do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here's something I want to try this year. Tell me what okay. you think. Okay. Um, I don't know if my big greenhouse, like my, my one that I've got all designed in my head, I don't know when that will go up. We're going to have help with our pond as soon as the snow melts. And I'm super excited about that because I tried to DIY it, our big pond and it's, uh, you know, yeah. not so much, <laughs> but, um, I'm thinking about getting a smaller greenhouse growing peppers and cukes and tomatoes and stuff like that here is an exercise in futility. Yeah. I just haven't nailed it. I haven't figured it out. It's such a late season. I don't want to wait that long. I'm thinking about um, growing them in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Like I think Monty okay. does that, right? Can I yes. just grow them in well, the greenhouse? Monty does that. Get- because it's his summers are too short and not hot enough. Yeah. 
And I think that's how yours are too. Short. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to talk about that. I also this year saved for a little greenhouse. Mm -hmm. I have my one that you guys see pictured on like Instagram and such, which has Mm -hmm. turned into (laughs) garden tool shed slash wood storage because we need to dry. And so it's it's the perfect spot for firewood. Okay. And it's really important that we have a really good, healthy stash of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's also like the entire property length away from my vegetable garden. <laughs> so when you're taking trays and trays and trays and oh, yeah, none of it it's is. drivable by yeah. tractor or golf cart. So it's like you're hand carrying everything, mm-hmm. It just was not a great setup. So I did a ton of research and settled on a greenhouse that I think will do well. And that is such a great way to extend season stuff, whether it's you know, like I'm going to plant my citrus trees in mine. I'll use it as like a potting table for starts and stuff, but I'll also mm-hmm. use it as a place to have lemons, my lemon trees and grapefruit trees and such. So I think it's a great idea, especially with the pest stuff that you ma- you have to manage there with the forest and everything. I think that See, would be a- pests don't really benefit. get after though. I haven't had any pest problems with those particular plants. Okay. I thought the deer ate your tomatoes. Do they not? Uh, I was thinking that they did, but I might have made that up. I have like, so I built that kind of like, it's not wattle fence, but like that large wattle-esque fence. Um, And then I line that with deer fence. So as long as I keep up with that and I don't let that come down in a windstorm, like the the actual netting part, we do okay. Okay. Um, It's the, it's just the inconsistency of Mm -hmm. the heat until July and then after that, it's only till, you know, late September or something like that. So, right. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a really great Facebook group <laughs> that just, are those words coming out of your mouth. Yes, they are. <laughs> this is, um, I am not on Facebook much at all, but I want to look for it because how can I search this? It's oh, if you are interested in looking into greenhouses and just, it's full of people, people who have a greenhouse budget people who do not have a greenhouse. It's called hobby greenhouse is what it's called. Okay. Um, you should check it out. Listeners, you guys should check it out. Hobby greenhouse. What people have makeshifted greenhouses out of and how they're able to grow stuff mm-hmm. is so inspiring to me. Okay. Okay. Um, every kind you can imagine, beautiful, elaborate, like more worth more than my house mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like pallets and plastic tarps and people are making it happen and they can extend their season so much. It's just so neat. Yeah. The sun is so cool. I mean, what it can do and the ways that we can use it and manipulate it are just astounding to me. So if you were me, would you plant them like put in like a slightly raised bed and plant them right in the ground? Or do pots or what would you do? I would do a raised bed um, because when roots are, you know, under the soil, just the moisture consistency is so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, yeah, I, what I would do is probably if I were to put in a greenhouse, I would put run half of it in a raised bed. And then are you, would you also use it for like potting stuff or no? Do you need a spot for that or no? No, because I mean, I eventually am going to do the big one. At the, okay. That's the focal point of the garden. I was actually thinking of putting this like out in the garden, like yeah. as one of the beds. Okay. Then yeah, like mm-hmm. Monty, he has just a wa- a pathway that he can walk, mm-hmm. raise beds on both sides. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Super simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It intrigues me. The idea of getting a cucumber before August about makes me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's so funny to me how different our climates are. And we're both like kind of striving for the same sort of thing, the same mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic and the way that we have to each manipulate our environments, like you with the heat and me with too much heat and mm-hmm. not enough rain. Oh man. Well, it's funny because Shay will, Shay will make me just so envious, you know, in about a couple weeks when she's already out there and she's starting Yes. And then in July and August, when I'm out there living my best life, she's like, it's so hot. We can't even go outside. Mm-mm. And yeah, we just can't. We just can't. No, mm-hmm. we had a 90 days of over 90 degrees last year. And when nuts. I say like over 90, there was there was 10 Hundreds. days where Everyone. we were like 115, 
117, 114, 116. And I just thought I will die. It's like being roasted in an oven. Mm -hmm. Uh, My poor like Nestor, like we lost quite a bit in that heat wave. Stuff just doesn't like it that hot. No. How could it? Too hot. Too Too hot. hot. So it all has a trade. And actually, I think this is worth noting because again, we're talking to people from all different zones, all different Uh gardening centers. Like there's no arriving in a zone. There's no like, oh, this is Eden. And like, you don't think like Southern California or you don't think there is? No, because you're (laughs) dealing with other stuff. You know, like I was watching Gardener's World last night and, you know, Monty has so much rain. Everything Mm. stays green year round. It's astonishing. But like we've talked about, he has to deal with slugs and tomato blight is like not a thing here. Never hurt. Like not even an, not even an issue because we just don't get enough moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we also get cold enough, like you guys, where it kills off a ton of stuff for us. Whereas on the Washington coast, like even things like fleas on dogs are an issue. We don't have fleas on dogs or cats or anything like that. Cause it gets too cold, you know? So it's like, they can grow year round, but they got to deal with fleas. <laughs> like yeah. we can't grow year round, but you know, we don't have nearly the pest problem that they do. So it's right. trade wherever you live. There's really great things about your zone and really challenging things about your zone. Yeah. Like here, you know, you'll get it all planted and you'll get it all put in. And I love a good thunderstorm. I love (sighs) thunderstorms. We don't have them here. Like we did further 300 miles South. It's kind of sad. My kids are always, we're always ecstatic when there's a thunderstorm, but that makes my heart like pitter just thinking about that. So exciting. Yes. Then in the Midwest, you're always kind of like, but don't hail. Okay. Like, we'll take the cozy, but please don't hail. You just, mm-hmm. and you start to hear it come on your roof and you're like, oh man. <laughs> and it just like, you know, it's yes. size and it'll just shred your lettuce that was just getting going. And it's yep. pretty disheartening, you know? Yep. There's all, yeah. There's just always, always a trade. Yeah. There's always a trade. There's always a trade. Um, Okay. So what are some of your goals with your garden this year? Like, what are you kind of, what are, what are you hoping for from your well, space? So obviously, like I mentioned, the peppers and cucumbers and tomatoes, I'd like okay. that to be more, I'd like to have like some, a prolific aspect <laughs> to those. You okay. Know? Yeah. Um, I did have a really wonderful strawberry patch that the deer got into two years ago and I tried to salvage it, but they ate the tops off and the weeds, I couldn't keep up with the weeds. It was in just, you know, in the really the roughest spot when we cleared the forest, this was the roughest patch and they just, it was just no good. So I actually just had Joel come in last year with the tractor and just scrape it all out. It was so sad because it was a really great strawberry patch. And so I'm starting all over. I've got 500 plants ordered and like, Here's hoping yeah. I can get a strawberry this year. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so I'd like, to, I'm going to do that. There's things that my garden doesn't have that makes me sad. I don't have any current bushes. Mm. It's very sad to me. So I'm this spring, I want to make sort of like a cho- yeah. shopping list. Like here's the things you're just going to go get right out of the gate. Cause all my seeds are ordered. I have all my starts coming, all that's done, but there's a few things that I just forget every year. And I don't want to like longevity mm-hmm. things, you know, mm-hmm. I still don't have asparagus planted in my garden. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We just planted our black currants last year. So we've, okay. now we've got all kinds, all manner, probably six different plants. Um, but I, yeah. So we're, we're kind of carving out a new little space on our property. That's just been blank sort of pasture land. And the idea was to, to kind of invest in some like food forest perennials, like mm. a couple of nut trees, some, yeah. you know, a couple more variety of fr- fruit trees. So, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what we ordered. I had it all planned out. Yeah. I hope this is the year. So my sheep got my orchard a few years ago and it took, a, it took quite a, a lashing. And so I'm hoping this is the year that sort of all pans out and, um, if it doesn't, I'm just going to yank them out and replace them really, really quick. 
Mm -hmm. just get it over with. Like I, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I gave you two years to rebound. If you're not going to, (laughs) you're out of here. You're out. Exactly. Golly. Exactly. I just remembered, like I started a new garden in the back. So that's all under the snow. How a lot of work. It's so exciting. That's so exciting. exciting. I wish that this is what I wish people could understand about gardening. Like work you to the bone exhaustion, time, money, effort. But like, there is genuinely such a pleasure (laughs) in working for something, whether it's flowers or vegetables or fruit trees. And I'm so inspired when I watch Gardener's World because they do such a great job of showing people in all different sort of walks of life, you know, tons of people in London with just a little balcony to garden on, like just pops or you know, houseplant collections because mm-hmm. they have no yard or teeny little postage stamp size back lots that somehow they turn into like a tropical jungle, you know, it's just incredible. It's, it's so incredible. incredible. And it's what, it's like we were talking about when, you know, when you read scripture, like it doesn't return void. That's mm-hmm. how gardening is. It's one of those things. Like when you invest in it and you spend time in it, it comes Somehow it comes back. Something's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're not going to walk away from that unchanged. Mm -hmm. Like the beatings are real, but the romance supersedes Mm -hmm. that exponentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I created a brand new, I have a little garden right out here in my potage and it's beautiful. And it's been all manner of vegetable patch over the years and this Mm. and that. Well, I'm trying to kind of keep things a little bit more organized (laughs) because it's so easy when you've got little bits of things all over the place to miss out on stuff as it comes ripe or you let it go for too long or you don't read it or what have you. My problem is I like to look at it like the beets. I I like seeing them all lined up there. I don't want to harvest them. I know. I know. I grow vegetables, <laughs> half of it, just so I can enjoy them. Yeah. Looking at them. I like Oh, it's so cabbage. pleasurable. I just want it to sit there and look I purple. I know. I ordered a ton of seeds this year for just for stuff. I'm like, that would look really good in a still life. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'll grow it. Right. <laughs> but I ended up planting this in perennial flowers last year. So, cause I also have a hard time harvesting my flowers. So when my peony bush is in bloom, I'm like, it's beautiful. I can't cut all this off and bring it inside. It's too beautiful. Right. So I planted like 15 peony bushes in this. Cause I like, I want lavish bouquets on my stove. Like I want to just roll in them and slap myself Make in the face with, with them, them and right, just right. Like right. rub them all over my body. And when you, you know, you got to have access to be able to do that with it. Yeah. Um, all the flowers please uh, i'm sorry my brain like just remembering that i started that garden out back i'm like are we all distracted because i want to go like read gardening books like i can't believe i forgot about that Mm -hmm. we put down three beds i have two more to put down the gravel never came but it's all cardboarded Mm -hmm. oh that's very exciting yeah you got a plan for that oh Our, um, our greenhouse came yesterday. Okay. So it's in the back of the truck right now. And before we can put it together, we have to rent a piece of equipment to level out the ground because nothing is level. There's no flatness here. Where's it going to go again? Um, it's going to go up by my new market garden. So it'll be, it'll run parallel to the beds. It's a 26 foot long greenhouse. Okay. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be right there, which makes sense. That's where all the veggies need to be. Cool. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Some people do nice things. I spend money on plants, right? <laughs> and oysters. Apparently. Don't worry. I didn't do it to a charge card. I pay cash. <laughs> Flowers and oysters, please. <laughs> A woman of high but simple tastes. Oh, and dry farm. Do we need to talk about dry farm? Do we need to cue the music oh, really gosh. quick before we're done? Dang it. Because yeah. we're about done. Shoot. All right. All right. Well, you guys know the drill. You've been listening long enough. And if you haven't, here's the deal. This, the concept on this show is better, not more. So if you're going to have a couple glasses of wine a week or a couple glasses of wine a month, we would like to invite you to try 
try Dry Farm Wines, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you're a first time customer, you're going to get a bottle for a penny with your order. And the whole idea is that these are biodynamic, organic wines from small farmers around the world. So these people have the same warm, fuzzy, romantic notions about their gardens as Shay and I do. These are small family farms, boutique wines that you really can't walk into the grocery store and get. So there's no additives, no GMO yeast, no extra sugar. What else, Shay? What am I forgetting? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Dryfarmwines.com so forward slash homemaker chic. Uh, we think you will, we know that you will enjoy them as much as we do. Yeah. And again, in my over emotional gardening state right now, I will say like that some things are more than the sum of their parts. You know what I, or is, do you know what I'm saying? Um, and to me, like wine or gardening is one of those things. Like when you pour a glass of dry farm wines and you go walk around your garden, for example, or like last night I poured one and I just went and stared at my sheep <laughs> and just watched them eat, you know, mm-hmm. there are certain moments like that, that sort of, if you were to just say, go look at your sheep and have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. that doesn't do justice to what something like that can do and the way that it can kind of just fill you up and move you and help you to just experience that moment. And like Todd always says, like tapping in to certain things, there's something about holding one of these beautiful glasses of wine. And just when you taste them, they're, they're clean, they're alive, they're fresh. And I feel like you get to experience that even more. So like when you're out in the garden, so we actually have a little, sounds dramatic, but little wine drinking table that I set up in the shade Mm. garden where we've worked all day outside and we'll pour a nice chilled glass of white wine. And we just go sit at the little table and we just enjoy that moment. And, you know, we get to create moments like that in our gardens and, you know, that's what makes it really beautiful. So, yep. Love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, homemakers that listen to the show, they are keeping beautiful by visiting tubesandco.com. So special thanks to Tubes for sponsoring season 10. Speaking of organic and fabulous, Emily and her family are bringing us makeup and skincare without any garbage, quite frankly. So we want to thank them so much. The color that you see us often wearing on the show is called red wine. Ironically, that is our preferred red lipstick color, toopsandco.com. And we invite you to use the code chic 10 for 10% off. Thank you so much to Toops for mm-hmm. being the exclusive sponsor of season 10. And I think Shay, we're going to have a great weekend. Yep. Um, I hope you get to view some more, uh, grass patches as your snow melts and I'm going to just will the snow to stay away (laughs) from here on out which probably won't happen but here's hoping yes here's to help Monday what would it be without hope right what would it be yeah all right ladies we'll see you back here on Monday cheers cheers